Hey, I'm Johnny King, and I'm a life enthusiast, growth mentor, and lifestyle fulfillment coach, which means I've dedicated my entire life to helping anyone who feels like they're not making the most of their potential to level up and live the extraordinary life of their dreams. You deserve to be the king or queen of your own kingdom, and I'll be alongside to help you be the best version that you can be. I'm psyched that you're here, so let's get to it. Hey, yo, it's Johnny King. Welcome to another episode of The Johnny King Show. I'm yet again here at my kitchen table with another amazing guest, Mark Montoya. Thanks for being here. Absolutely, man. It's good to, uh, good to see you. Good to be here. It's a beautiful day outside, and yeah. some of this uh, nonsense is starting to subside, so that's, yeah. that's awesome. He is a, uh, an MMA expert, trainer extraordinaire, and we met at the gym when I kicked your ass that one time. That, time? <laughs> that was a good time. Show yeah. you a few things. <laughs> yeah. He showed me a lot. Good, good thing. Uh, How fast that's, I could run away. Came <laughs> here is to get new technique. You know? Yeah, <laughs> I'm so so talented at uh, grappling. Yeah, no, no, not at all. But thank you again for being here. Absolutely, man. Uh, Thanks we, for having we, me. Yeah, absolutely. We're gonna we're gonna we have mutual friends, and, and it was good to connect. And um, he's gonna be a future speaker at one of my men's meetings here in Denver. Um, you have Factory X, your MMA gym. Correct. Yeah. Factory X is located in Inglewood. We've, we've been around for about 11 years. I, um, I've been in mixed martial arts for about 22 years. So, um, have some amazing athletes that I get to train and, and we also get to train just regular Joes that are off the street, adults and kids, and just, you know, just continue to spread the mixed martial arts. And, uh, it's been, it's been a hell of a journey and you know i've i've had the opportunity to win world titles in in mma and i've had the ability to train kids in in our facility so it's been it's been a heck of a a heck of a journey so um yeah we're located in inglewood and i'm born and raised here in in colorado so one of the uh, few natives left agree agree (laughs) i know you know i was just telling someone today actually who a student actually came in to grapple and he was saying that he asked me where I was from. And I said, well, my father's family is from Southern Colorado. And I was like, man, they homesteaded there in 1850. Wow. Yeah. And wow. I know all this because I did the uh, ancestry.com yeah. stuff yeah. and they homesteaded right on the border of New Mexico and, and Colorado. Oh, and, cool. and I was telling him, you know, I'm a fourth generation Colorado. And he's like, are you kidding me? I'm from Alamosa. And so he was telling me, you know, he's, he's like third generation here. And I was like, dude, there's not a lot of us left like that. Right, right. So yeah, it's, it's pretty interesting. It's really, really cool. Excuse me one second. <coughs> a little tickle in my throat, but maybe you could, uh, I guess a lot of the things I want to chat about, but uh, <clears throat> I'd like to hear a little bit more about your, just your upbringing and what got you into MMA and what has been your, I mean, that was the, the 30,000 foot view of <laughs> you sure. getting to hear, but what, sure. what was growing up like for you and, you know, with a dad, without a dad, just because that's a com- you know, conversation that I'm having often with, with other guys of like, <clears throat> either they had great mentorship or they didn't, mm-hmm. you know, and the few men that I had that were good mentors, a lot of bad ones, um, sure. but they were primarily coaches. Mm. So you being in that role now, mm-hmm those few men, cause my dad was a workaholic that really helped shape my life were some of my amazing coaches up, up and coming. So, uh, 
I can just sense it in you. That's a big part of the, seems like, correct yes. me if I'm wrong, the, the, the pride you take in the work that you do, which is, you know, shaping men, right? Yes, there's, yeah. There's no longer that rite of passage, you know, that we may have got from eons ago, right. you know? But here you're really working with warriors who'd step into the octagon and they either kick some ass or they get their ass kicked. Yeah, 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 a little so, both. <clears throat> what was your upbringing that kind of got you into what you're doing now? Yeah, no, like I said, I'm from here and and born and raised here in Denver. Uh, I grew up on like the federal and Alameda area here in Denver. And that it's still a pretty it's still a rough neighborhood. That was a tough neighborhood when I was growing up. Yeah. Um, you know, my parents were 16 and 17 when they had me. Oh, wow. So, you know, you have that start. I lived with my grandmother. Um, and, you know, just being in that type of position in the proximity that I was in, in, in the sense of where I lived, mm -hmm. you know, the life started tough, you know, it's just, it's tough in general. So, yeah. um, were mom and dad there or was it more you were raised by your grandparents? So a little of both. So my parents, my parents were technically parents were married kids. for 13 years, but my dad wasn't around much when I was a kid. Yeah. Um, he and I formed a better relationship when I was in high school cool. and you know, it, uh, having, having a dad in and out a little bit and you know, my mom, my grandmother, and then of course I have siblings. Yeah. I'm the oldest. So uh, a lot of stuff, a lot of stuff just fell on my shoulders, you know, in the sense of just responsibility. My mom was in a terrible accident when I was eight. She was bedridden for two years. Um, so we grew up quickly and forced to, yeah, yeah, big time. And you know, you have a choice in that type of environment to not be tough. Right. And, or if you're not, you're going to learn how to be. Mm -hmm. And so, excuse me, because of that environment, uh, your, your hands a little forced there to, you know, step up. And so, Survivor. Um, yeah, exactly. Step up or you're done, you know? Yeah. And so that was the, that was, you know, there's people that have had way rougher upbringings than me, but that's mine. And, and, um, you know, I, I've always, of course, MMA wasn't part of of the fabric when I was growing up yet. Boxing was a huge deal, of course. Yep. And I've always, I've always loved boxing. And as a kid, I, uh, I've told the story many times, but I doubt that your viewers have heard it unless they follow me specifically. But yeah, yeah. Um, I asked my mom, I said, hey, I want to, I want to box. And I was around 10 or 11. I can't remember. And she said, absolutely not. You're not doing that. And so I was just determined that I was going to do that. What, and pro what provoked that, though? It wasn't like you were getting your ass kicked on the way home from school and you wanted to box, or was it? I just love to compete. I always, I've been an athlete. I was, Why boxing? Because that's like. I, don't, I think part of it is just the environment, where yeah. I grew up, you know. Yeah. Um, so it was somewhat. Hispanics in nature safety. love boxing, love yeah. fighting. It was yeah. just kind of in the, in the DNA, yeah, you yeah, know. Cool. And so. I used to watch boxing on TV, you know, on, on Saturday mornings, you know, ABC would have boxing on and Saturday middays and all that kind of stuff. And so I just loved it, you know, Sugar Ray Leonard and, yeah. and, and all of the, that era of, of boxers. I just loved that. And so I wanted to box and I, and I played team sports, you know, I played, I played college baseball. So I, I played team sports, but I just wanted to box and, and I, and I asked my mom, she said, no. And I was like, what do you mean no you know and she's like absolutely not you're not doing that so i i told her i was playing basketball because you know basketball was going uh season was going on at the same time 
And so I used to go, I used to run the r railroad tracks from Federal and Alameda yeah. to Sixth and Inca. Yeah. A friend of mine, uh, named Antonio, we used to run the railroad tracks and we'd go box at St. Joe's. Uh, St. Joe's is a church, but in the basement they had a boxing team. Cool. And so we went there and we'd run and then I'd run back. And if I wasn't, if I wasn't running home or walking home, if my mom picked me up, you know, she would pick me up and sometimes I have like a busted lip or a black eye and yeah. she's like, what happened to you? Yeah. So oh, I caught an elbow on a rebound or yeah. something. Yeah. Yeah. And so what's well, perfect cover. Cause you could be like, I was playing basketball and she's like, no, well then I, I was at church. I was at church. Yeah, exactly. It's like an even better fallback. Exactly. <laughs> That's exactly right. So I, I didn't think this through well though, because as a kid, <laughs> right, exactly. As yeah. a kid, yeah. I didn't think this through uh, other than the fact that I knew I wanted to do it and I was yeah. determined and, yeah hell or high water i was doing it so my coach you know i trained for months or whatever and my my coach at the time said hey listen we want to have you compete and i was like hell yeah i'd love to and he gives me this piece of paper and he's like but i need your you know parent or whomever to sign this yeah. and they'd have to take you to the venue and then that that's when it dawned on me i was like oh shit i'm gonna have to uh explain myself yeah. yeah so you know the whole ask for forgiveness instead of permission thing. Yeah, yeah. So that was essentially what I did. I went home. I was like, mom, listen, I have an opportunity to box in this comp in this match. And yeah. she was like, box, what are you talking about? And I was like, I haven't been playing basketball. Then she lost her shit. You know, yeah, she was cool. pissed at me, of course. And I was just like, mom, just let me do this, you know? And, and, uh, I said, I've been doing it. I'm fine. I'm still alive. Yeah. You know, I've been doing it for months. And so she, anyway, she, she said to me, you don't win this match you're done and i was like no problem okay yeah all right i said great so i went and won and then and then that's essentially where it started is is my love there but like i said earlier i played i played team sports in high school of course as, as an adolescent i played college baseball and then from there uh i rejoined in in uh training mixed martial arts after that so in 98 i started training in uh, Muay Thai kickboxing. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's where I kind of joined back up and, and found it again. And then from obviously 98 until now, uh, I fought and then, you know, now I, I coach only now I don't fight anymore, but, um, I, that's essentially how that, that whole thing started was, was right there mm -hmm. in, in my eyes. Did you ever lose? Oh yeah, of course. Yeah. So your mom didn't hold, Firm on yeah not well i won for a long time so if you ever lose you yeah home. yeah it's just I'm 35 years old i'm 35 i'm like i'm gonna lose a lot <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah no so anyway that's that's what happened in cool. in that's the that's essentially the fabric that was laid down i think it was environment yeah where i was where i was brought up yep and then just my love to compete yeah i was never afraid to fight because we fought a lot as kids just yeah. you know street fight stuff that yeah. I don't know. I felt was normal. I guess it's not as normal as as I've gotten older. Yeah, that's not as normal as I thought it was. But. Yeah. Well, that's the thing is we all grow up in what's normal to us. We whether it be, you know, fighting or religion or our parents sure. or whatever. It's like that's that's all we know. Exactly. So it's uh, it's not until we get a little bit more world perspective do we realize. Right. Oh, not, yeah. everyone, not everyone <laughs> yeah. fights. You know. Yeah. Did uh, you ever? Um, did you ever compete in a in a sport that was one on one, like wrestling or boxing or no, karate really. or anything like that? No, no. I, I grew up playing the normal. 
basketball, baseball, soccer. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. And then even in college, I played five sports. I couldn't, you know, I think that was, that was my issue is I couldn't decide. Decide. And if I'm really being honest, I was scared. <clears throat> okay. I was scared to choose one, go mm. all in and to fail at that. So fail my excuse was, uh, I'd be really good. I probably could have gone D1, but I was too busy playing basketball, baseball, sure. soccer. I didn't have any off, you know, off seasons to, to get better. Right? Sure. Where my other buddies that did go to, to D1 schools, they would come back after the off season and be like, since when did you get big and fast? Like, holy right. cow, right? right. Um, but it was – and that's why I still kind of attribute it to, like, I wish – I wish, I wish. Um, it is what it is. But I wish I would have had – someone just sit me down and be like hey you've got some good athleticism you know if you really want to do this let's say as a sixth or seventh grader choose one what's your mm -hmm. favorite basketball mm -hmm. baseball soccer just choose one and just let's double down like what's like to give me some type of plan mm -hmm. you want to go d2 d1 do you actually even think about you, you want to go to professional like i just was so scared to fail and i did not even remotely have close to the right type of probably winning mentality mm -hmm. i was way too soft mm -hmm. you know because i was raised primarily all by women oh sorry let me let me say that correctly it's not that i was soft because i was raised by women it just was a very much it was that you know win or lose my mom was always there to say you did a great job you played so well and there mm -hmm. wasn't that like encouragement or that like warrior spirit i had it in me but it wasn't cultivated yeah you, you needed know? someone to bring it out yeah so whether i won or lost i always had mommy's shoulder to to go home to and that I ultimately felt like I underperformed as it relates to well, all my life uh, up until like 30 years old, especially in sports. Mm. I, I felt like I had so much more natural ability that I just didn't tap into because I didn't have that, that guy to, to take me underneath his wing and, and sure. drive me, right? Sure. Which I kind of, it seems like that's what you do. You know? Yeah, I, I actually noticed the quote you have, uh... Here, right here, where where it says, uh, "What would you do? What chances would you take if you knew you couldn't fail?" Yeah. Essentially, I'm paraphrasing, but yeah. that's essentially what it says. Yeah. You know, failing is a big deal. There's um, Zig Ziglar has a great comment about failing. He says, "Failure is an event, not not your identity." Mm -hmm. And it's easy to say that. It's hard to wrap your mind around. Totally. You know, it's totally. like, hold on a second. It's an event, not my identity. What yeah. does that mean? Yeah. I say that to my fighters a lot because. One of the things I tell my fighters daily is I encourage you to fail today. Yeah. yeah. Take chances on the mat today. Mm -hmm. Fail. Don't don't always do your favorite position, favorite move. Let's expand and grow our games, right? Mm -hmm. And that goes for life. That's, you know, I always tell my guys my number one goal is to help you become a world champion in life. Mm -hmm. Second is to be a world champion in the cage. Mm -hmm. And so, and I truly mean that. And but to be honest, the first job is way harder. Absolutely. Way harder because Absolutely. We're, if we're talking about failure, the the failing part is tough because you got ego involved. Yes. And when you have ego ego involved, if you if you don't know how to check that ego, it will then make you not take chances, mm -hmm. like what you were describing with mm -hmm. with sports, or many people probably can describe about business yeah. or relationships Total. or whatever. And the failing part is the learning part. You know, you don't. You don't become a black belt in jujitsu mm -hmm. by doing everything perfectly for 10 years. Mm -hmm. And then your instructor goes, wow, you did everything perfectly. No, you get choked thousands of times. Mm -hmm. You just don't quit. Mm -hmm. 
So the failing of the choking is the thing. And, and you know, you know where most people um, stop their journey in jujitsu? Uh, for your listeners that don't know what jujitsu is, it's just submission grappling. So, uh, you know, wrestling with submissions. And then if you were in a submission, you would tap to stop the, the submission and you restart, right? So, and, and jujitsu's roots come from Japan and then have migrated into Brazil and then, of course, over into the States as all this has grown. So in jujitsu, though, it takes an average of about 10 years to get a black belt. So in 10 years time-ish, how many times have you failed, right? So you failed so many times. Yeah. And that's how, that's how you've gotten to that point is to be called a, a, an expert. Yep. Uh, it's the failure part. And, right. and most people's journey stop at blue belt. Mm-hmm. And, and the way the belts go in jiu-jitsu is white is a beginner, blue, purple, brown, black. So you, if you look at that, white is a beginner. Blue is about a year-ish in, depending on you know, how, how often you're training and the person. But let's just call it a year-ish. At blue belt, now you, you know, you're looking at purple, brown, and black. That's a lot of years right there. You're talking average of 10 to just get a black belt. Mm-hmm. And to be honest, that's really where the journey starts. Mm-hmm. It's not, so I got my black hard. belt, now I'm the expert. <clears throat> it's really, that's kind of where it starts because you, now you've got all the tools to actually be really good. So stopping at black belt, um, that drives me nuts too. Mm-hmm. It's like, man, you're at expert level, but mm-hmm. that doesn't mean that you can't be unstoppable, mm-hmm. right? You're deciding to be good. Mm-hmm but let's be unstoppable in the sense of gathering information and, and, and failing. You're going to, and, and the other thing is I, I have this theory that some black belts stop because they have a big X on their back. Now everyone wants to submit the black belt. Mm-hmm. Cause then you're like, Oh, I submitted the black belt. I beat the, I beat the expert ego. Right. And ego. And so <laughs> that, that's, that's my point is the, the failure part is a big deal and, and navigating through that and mentoring men and women through that is one of the toughest jobs I have on a daily basis. Yeah. Yeah. I can imagine. And I think that that is, it's like when you've got nothing to lose, it's, it's easy to go all in easier to go easier. It's a lot more challenging when you're, you know, Conor McGregor and you're at the top and then you, (laughs) you get knocked off the pedestal and then to actually fight your way back. It'd be easy just to be like, all right, I'm done. You know, Mm -hmm. Um, but you get that target on your back and Mm -hmm. everyone's gunning for you, you know? It's a lot of hard work. And, and I don't know if you've seen the recent documentary, the last dance with Michael Jordan. Yeah. Yeah. Excuse me. That's the epitome of an expert at the highest level Mm -hmm. and everyone coming for him and his team Mm -hmm. and learning just how, how to be relentless and unstoppable Mm -hmm. and consistently growing and going and pushing others to stay on the level that they need to be to become world champions time and right. time again. Right? right. Right. And so sports parallels life a lot. Yeah. It's just because we're talking about a sport right now, it doesn't mean that that's not, that's not how life is. It's, right. it's very, very similar. And that's why I think there's so many cliches that, you know, you, you kind of grow up hearing, but at some point they start to really click <laughs> for sure. When you're like, Oh, it's always darkest before the dawn. It's, it's, it's darkest, you know, like when you're black belt, you get all this and you think like, I put all this time in and now the work really starts. Like, uh, you know, but that, that really truly is it. You Mm -hmm. know, it's like, um, and just the whole point to, 
to what you said earlier, where like it's what Jordan says that you know he's failed. This is his famous quote: over three thousand times he's been given the ball to win. Yep. You know, and he he's missed that shot twenty six times. Whatever that saying is, and that's why he's the best because he's failed the most. Correct. You know? So it's just it's just the challenge really is is that intellectually we can listen to this we can see it on social memes it's like oh yeah it sounds really good but for sure operationally actually invested your heart and your soul into whatever you're doing whether it be a relationship with your spouse or significant other or a business or a sport or with your children it's like man that's when the rubber really meets the road and i feel like that's where people bail out yeah they do you know they and do. then you have that shame of like oh when the going got tough i gave up Mm -hmm. you know and mm -hmm. i certainly can have have lived those ex those experiences where i'm like damn it i yep. had that opportunity and i folded i yep. gave up you know yep. but then again those are the failings that's the learning. that i think about now mm -hmm. you know my my junior year in college we had we were good uh in soccer and we had three to f i think maybe even like five games where we were leading going into the last 10 minutes and they would come back and tie it and then they'd go ahead and we'd lose. Mm -hmm. Man, we got, after those games, we got ran into the field, you know, because our coach was like, nope, keep your boots on, boys. Like, <laughs> oh, damn it. But it was, it was mental softness. Sure. We were just, we were playing not to, to lose, ultimately. Correct. And we, once that momentum shifted, we were done for. That next year, we only lost two games. Hmm. And I was in the back of the defense um, and our defense was solid just because, and I would just say at those games, like, remember last year, boys, like, this is where we raise our game. We don't just play not to lose. We're actually playing to, to win. and we were just solid back there, mm -hmm. you know, but the whole team was solid, but mm -hmm. it was like, that only came because of the, that previous season of, of being soft, Sure, you know, and sure. I think that they're all metaphors. Cause I think what shows up in the game of sports shows up in the game of life a lot for sure. Um, and we give ourselves a lot of excuses to not fa not fail or succeed. Yeah. A lot of times we we as as just society will well, I didn't succeed because of this. Right. The thing is, is it, it, that I know from from competing at a high level and and from growing up really quickly as a as a young boy yeah. um is that if you if you don't understand how to compartmentalize the, the the ego from all of that stuff you will consistently give yourself excuses of why you're not going to succeed it's not even about the failing it's the success because success is scary right it really is yeah. people say hey i want to be super successful but um, when you're leading from the top, when yep. you're leading, you, you're the tip of the spear. You feel everything. Yep. And so I speak from experience there. I, I, I own my own gym. I own my own business. Yep. I am the head coach at Factory X. Mm -hmm. Everything that goes through that place, I feel, see, and do. The buck stops with you. The failure, the For success, sure. all that stuff. That, that's not an easy task because that's, that part of it is success. You look from the window in mm -hmm. and you see, and I'm not saying we're not successful. We are. But the point is, is that the daily struggle there can break you if you're not, if you don't mentally put yourself in a position to say, okay, 
I'm not afraid to succeed, but I'm also not afraid to fail. And if I fail, I'm going to learn. And if I learn, I can continue to grow and succeed and not stay on a plateau. Right. And that's the, that's the <laughs> ticket to get there. Now, how do you get there? Mm -hmm. uh, it, from my opinion, it's fail a lot, mm -hmm. right? Fail, stop, stop being so afraid to fail. Yeah. And, and like I said earlier, I, every practice, I tell my guys, take chances on the mat today fail fail a lot today let's let's take chances let's get after it let's not stay on a plateau and just coast today yeah and, and if you failed get be slightly delusional you're still the baddest motherfucker on the planet mm -hmm. and get after again and just and just wipe it out of your memory right mm -hmm. you have to have a short memory in life you have to have a short memory in sports yeah. you have to have a short memory in relationships yeah. I mean, because we're not perfect people. We're right. not. There's only one perfect person. That's not us. Right. So, you know, that's uh, the short memory thing is a big, big deal. Right. You know, I've had a kid, you know, sit there in a sparring round. You got a five-minute round. And in the first 90 seconds, he gets choked out, for example. And he's got, he's got three minutes and 30 seconds left of a round. The first thing I tell him is, hey, refocus, breathe, short memory, clear it. It didn't even happen. Let's yeah. go. Restart the entire round. Yeah. That's not easy to do, but that's how you become an expert, and that's right. how we, you become great. Right. And you have to do the same thing in life. You have to do the same thing in business, relationships. You know, those are things that are super important. It's a super important skill to learn. Mm -hmm. um, and I always say you have to be slightly delusional. You can't be so delusional that that it it, it just it's ridiculous. Right. But you have to be slightly delusional to be great. Right. Because especially when you get into the, the media's eye or you're, you're a figure where people know you, people don't want to see you succeed as you're coming up. Right. When you get to the top though, they build you up to break you down. That's right. just the way life is. Right. Think about any dynasty in sports. Sure. Think about any perfect couple that yep. you've thought about yep. any amazing church. Yep. You start getting there and then people start hating. That's just, that's just how we are as a society mm -hmm. and characters revealed then. Right. And, and, and that's the, that's the most important thing is what, what's, what's inside the character of that culture. Right. Something that I've noticed in my coaching over the last decade of, of people too, is that there will be that initial, um, for instance, if you were taking someone to, you know, to start mixed martial arts or just taking a, a little kid and, you know, teaching them to play baseball or ride a bike like that, that initial um, exponential growth curve of picking up something is super fast at the beginning. Right. So fast. But then like with all my clients, there's that initial, that's that initial bump of like, Oh my gosh, I'm doing this. And then at some point you get into the middle part of your marathon <laughs> when you're like, like you said, it's like the blue belt where you're like, I've accomplished that. Oh shit! That like that, tall. I'm not even. I'm not even close to being done, and I'm already spent. You know, and then that's where I've seen a lot of call it justification, rationalization of like, well, I've done, I've done pretty good. So, you know, so far, so I can I can eat this cupcake for now. Plus, mm -hmm. I'll get back to it tomorrow. It's mm -hmm. like you know, I I deserve this, or it's it's just that that uh, willingness to accept a lowering of a standard. You know, and do you see that too in terms of maybe not with, with the guys that you're dealing with, but just in terms of life in general, it's like we, we get that initial bump because we're excited and the, 
we can pick up something pretty fast, but once we get into the groove of like, well, this is where the work really begins, mm-hmm. you start to see people, like you said, kind of bailing out because it's, it's not glorious. And the, and the, like the, the leveling up is probably smaller increments versus this huge, you know, sure. right. So I feel like when you get into like professional sports, you know, you're looking at tiger swing or, or a baseball players and all he's doing is turning his hands, like the tiniest of little difference tweak right Mm -hmm. um but you you clearly must have done this for so long because i was reading some of the articles online about you too that you you can see the little bad habits where like the tricks the guys are trying to to run or like the shortcuts they're trying to to skip which you know is ultimately going to catch up with them years down the road for sure right probably both in mechanics but also mentality right how do you actually keep them from how do you again mentor them towards that's, that's not going to serve you in the long run, you know, if that makes sense in terms of where they might be cutting corners, whether yeah. it be training, <laughs> nutrition, lifestyle, yeah. taxes, you're right, you're right, you're right. <laughs> whatever exactly. they're cheating. Exactly. Yeah. You know, what's funny is I, like you'd mentioned, I, I deal with pro athletes daily. Yeah. They're no different. They, the beings. curve, the exponential curve of yeah. growth at the beginning is so high. Yeah. And, and they're just, you know, they're bonkers about what they're doing. And yeah. it's can't wait to get back Feels on the great. mat. Yeah. yeah. You get five, six years in, seven, eight, ten years in. Yeah. And what happens is the whether you're at the blue belt level, like you're talking about, like some of your clients yeah. or I'm talking about with some of my athletes yeah. or you're at a black belt level, a couple of things have to happen. One, you have to be in love with the process. Right that's super it's simple to say right it's simple but that. not easy yeah. yeah people understand again intellectually but like what does that look like yeah what's the process basis? right and and there's a book it's called it takes what it it takes what it takes by trevor moad he works with a lot of um high level athletes a lot of nfl players he talks about some uh, it's called neutral thinking like you've heard about hey the positive thinking and you you know to the negative thinking yep. that's one view of how to do this trevor's view is let's be neutral so let's not think about yesterday or tomorrow mm-hmm. let's be present in the moment today let's just neutral think today mm-hmm. right and so you have to be in love with the process that's the thing is is i think sometimes people's motivation is not the process right it's uh, it's the money or it's the status or it's the position or it's the UFC on your gloves. Yeah. It's not the process of getting there because ultimately, yeah, because you know, where do you spend all your time? You spend all your time. Like this. Right. Right. Not, not just in, in mixed martial arts, but in business, yeah. all your time is spent in the practice of your business. Mm-hmm. And then when you go to a big presentation, which let's just say is uh, weekly or right. 10 times a year or whatever it is, right those are not that's not the daily the daily process right daily process is everything that you have to stay keep sharpened sharp and all the things that are your weaknesses you got to learn to sharpen and so that is the process do you love that piece of it because if you love that piece of it the the fighting part is the is the cherry on top the the big meeting that's the cherry on top the preparation is how the big meeting happened. Right. The preparation is how the, the big fight happened in, yeah. the, in the cage, right? Yeah. The preparation of relationships 
Uh, I was just talking to one of my fighters the other day and, you know, he's a young kid, he's 23. Uh, his girlfriend broke up with him. Yeah. Um, you know, it's devastating. He thought I was going to be with her. Uh, I get it. I've been there before. Um, the, the thing I told him is, look, dating is dating for a reason. It's called <laughs> dating because you're, you're dating someone to learn process. You're dating someone to, to figure out what, what you don't like. Mm -hmm. You're dating someone to hone in on your skills as a, as a man. I was right. talking to one of my, my male fighters, right? So as a man, you're honing into those. You're learning. You're learning all this stuff as you date. So then the next time you go and you meet this next beautiful woman, right? Yeah. You, you've, you're, if your funnel is this big, you're starting to funnel who you are, but you're also funneling yeah. into this shorter gap yeah. of what you're after. You're, you're not okay with all this stuff. Right. And so you're just, the process of all that stuff is key, right? And, yeah. and you've got to be even as hurtful as it is right the second for, for the kid I was talking to yeah. with his heart broken. Yeah. You got to be in love with the process, knowing that this is not what God intended for you, even though you thought you had this plan. Mm -hmm. uh, what God intended for you, you obviously can't see yet, but he's letting you go through the process to then eventually get to that next best person, right? Or maybe yeah. that next person becomes your wife of 50 years right. and you have, you know, multiple kids or whatever you decide. But right. the, 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 one of the biggest things that I notice is they fall out of love with the process mm -hmm. And then they start to shortcut the process mm -hmm. and it works for a little while, mm -hmm. but that's like building a foundation in a home where you did a really good job on the foundation, yeah. but 15% of it, you just did okay. Yeah. And then you're wondering why the right wing of your home is starting to crumble. A yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Because you just didn't solidify the foundation yeah. and the, yeah. and the process is that, you know, and you, you, everything is always one when you go back to the foundation or what I call the basics, mm -hmm. you, you, the, the basics is key. Yeah. Right. The fundamentals is key. So, uh, I think that's a, that's a part of it. And I think that's the, or, and I know that's the hardest part and, and the hardest part about it is that never stops. Mm -hmm. So I think people get overwhelmed with that because they think you should be able to check it off. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they, I think they think a week ahead, a year ahead, six years ahead, yeah. what's it going to look like? How am I, what am I no, man, it's not up to you to figure out about tomorrow. Yes, you have to plan and you have to do these things for your business and your marriage and your kids. I get it. But when we're talking foundationally speaking, it's today. Right. What are we doing today? Right. Right. Let's focus on that. Right. Yes. In, in, a, in a month's time, you have a goal. Great. In a year's time, you have a goal. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Let's plan for that. Yeah. But the daily process is the only way we're getting there. Right. And if you're not present, what's the point? Right. So... That, that, that's my feeling when it comes to some of that stuff. Yeah, it's the foundation. Yeah. always is, right? Yeah. I, I totally agree. And I think about that in terms of the work I'm doing always on myself, the work I'm doing with, with men here in the community and you know, around the world and all that good stuff is like it, it still comes back down to your, your code of conduct. You know, like are you, <laughs> who are you committed to being? You know, because you know, the, the environment, the circumstances, the shit's going to change around you the storm's going to come and go, but like, are you staying, are you solid mm -hmm. or are you going to shift when, you know, temptation comes your way and mm -hmm. that sort of thing, you know? So, and you've probably heard the analogy about the, what cattle and what bison do when the storm yeah, comes. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. We, um, I talk a lot about that. That's actually, that's actually one of our mantras at factory X is, is, um, 
we have an acronym of fear is and, and it means forging elite it's running into storms mm. right and so i mean we went as far as making a coin uh that we give the guys and and you can see cool there, there's a buffalo on there and uh and you know it, it just reminds and we we're all part of a group and it, and and it reminds them of uh of what they who who they are right yeah, and so that's really cool. you know the 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 thing about it is if you haven't heard that story before and this is not just a story biologists have gone out there and yeah. seen this happen yeah. where you know the storm comes over the west and the cattle run from it mm-hmm. thinking they can outrun it and the bison do the exact opposite and they run into it knowing that's going to pass them over. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that sounds cute when you tell the story, but every single one of us have been in storms before and it's, and, and you just decide, what are you going to do here? Mm-hmm. You're going to go drink. You're going to go, you know, get fucked up. You're going to go, uh, do, do ridiculous stuff because the storms mm-hmm. over you, or are you going to, are you going to buckle down and, and, uh, you know, run into that thing and know that it's going to be gone Mm -hmm. like you said earlier you know it's dark it's darkest before it's light and so it's it's the same analogy but it doesn't matter doesn't matter which one you use right the point is it's inevitable that the storms are going to come in life yes it's just fact yes and so have you equipped yourself mentally and physically to to do that right and and i think a lot of times we are pussies when it comes to running in the storm and and we're pussies when someone says something um hurtful about us or um about your your business or your your process or you know we get our we get hurt feelings about that right and and so then we decide well you know we 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 listen to one or two people when 98 are telling you're doing a great job Right. right? right and so i deal with this a lot i mean i i i'm i'm not uh I'm not on the public forum like a lot of pro athletes, but um, I'm on the public forum as a, as a, as a coach. Yep. And uh, I understand that. And you're never as great as they say you are. And you're never as bad as they say you are You're somewhere in the middle. Mm-hmm. And so, <laughs> yeah. you, you know, it's just <clears throat> stop listening to the three, the 2% of people saying you suck mm-hmm. 98% of people saying you're great. Mm-hmm. So why aren't you listening to them? Mm-hmm. Right. And so, but we, we just become pussies cause it hurts. It's like, Oh man, you hurt my feelings. And believe me, I've had my feelings hurt a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially when you're at the tip of the spear like me, where I'm responsible for a lot of things. Yeah, yeah. People say some hurtful shit. <clears throat> and uh, who cares? Mm-hmm. Social media and these people that are saying this shit, or I- I- if you're not on a public forum, uh, the people that are out there saying that about you, they're not your friends anyway. Mm-hmm. So wh- why do we give a shit? Right. You know? And uh, we do because it's human nature. Right. You want everyone to like you. Right. 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 But, uh, you know, breaking news, not everyone's going to like you. (laughs) And and so you just have to, you just have to accept that. And that's why I think it's important that you have your fundamental process and your fundamental core beliefs intact. And if you're not organizing that in your head and your heart, if these two things don't intersect with that Mm -hmm. and they're always bypassing each other, then you get off path, you get off target and you, you find yourself wandering around life and yeah, and being exactly. miserable and exactly. and then wondering what the hell happened five years later when your business is gone and your wife left you or mm-hmm. your kids hate you or mm-hmm. whatever you know mm-hmm. and so uh i'm not perfect by all means but the but the point is, is that you got to figure out a process right 
Right. Because shit's coming. Right. <laughs> it's just going to. Yeah, you better you better be prepared. Yeah, it's Otherwise coming. It's, yeah, you're gonna be caught in the lurch, and I think it goes back to like you said, the it's it's neither better than it is the person it is, and that's why I think it supports that whole neutrality of thought, you know, mm-hmm. in this in some sense where you're like, you know, and I think that's it's just uh, divorcing yourself from the ego mm-hmm. you know and i was raised christian and, and the way that i was raised was like there's there's two forms of ego there's little e ego that we assign to ourselves sure you know and then there's capital e ego which is god right sure um and to not pay attention to that little e ego because it's gonna it's gonna do you wrong you know don't sure. you think uh that you're hot shit one day and then you're not the next um i see it as a lot of times people listen to the the 2% that's nagging at them because they have a bad habit of speaking to themselves that way Mm -hmm. internally all the time. Mm -hmm. So that voice is loudest and then it connects with them and it only supports this nagging, Mm -hmm. you know, or defeated, defeated type conversation that goes in in our heads. And and I think that's where you need to, anyone that's listening to this is to work towards is, is that neutral mentality, letting go of the, the highs or the lows in terms of what drives you, but finding that greater purpose, mm-hmm. you know, because if it is everything that's driven by the outside, the external, you see on your gloves or whatever, it's like, hate to say it, but we all going to retire. You know, everyone's careers in that sense is going to like at some, some point you're going to be at the top and at some point you're going to be washed up, mm-hmm. let's say. But I do feel like you're absolutely right. If you fall in love with the process, man, like that's the difference between, those couples that have been married for 50 years and they're still deeply in love with each other because they just, they've just enjoyed every day. Yes. It's not the, the date nights or the amazing vacations that are romantic. It's like the boring and mundane three, three months when you're stuck in your house for sure. coronavirus and you're still <laughs> having fun little moments, exactly, you know, and making, exactly. making uh, little things fun. And I think that's, that's been, I mean, a lot of what you say kind of resonates for me too, because I feel like that's a big part of why I'm still, still single looking because it's like my funnel and of course everyone critiques me like oh your standards are too high or you're too Mm. picky i'm like no like it's just a smaller funnel i know what i want Mm -hmm. 15 Mm -hmm. years ago i didn't know what i wanted agree right and i'm also looking for someone who who loves that process Mm -hmm. who's going to stay in the fire no matter what Mm -hmm. you know and will actually enjoy the the good and and the not so good because it's part of the failing towards becoming better together as a partnership sure. you know i think that's a little bit harder to find or i found that it's hard to find. well i think settling is uh is one of the reasons why we're unhappy yeah whether it's with a job or yeah. a, a spouse health. health yeah you know you, you you go to the doctor or you go to a nutritionist or you go to a gym and you say hey i'm i'm here for your help and then they they help you and then, and then you revert back yeah. and you go, well, that just didn't work. I'm going to do this other thing. Yeah. It's not the gym. It's not the doctor. It's not the spot. I mean, you got to go look in the mirror because if you'll, if you'll follow the steps, mm-hmm. the, the roadmap's there to help you be successful. Mm-hmm. The point is, if I told you how to get from here to Wyoming and you took eight different diversions off that map that I showed you, yep. you might get there, but it's going to take you longer. Yeah. So why not just follow the map that they're showing you right. and, and, and then, and then create your journey amongst it. Right. 
and, and I, I, that happens a lot. And so set, I don't, I, I mean, I'm all for not settling. Why, why are you going to settle? Yeah. Well, you know, but all, you have to look at, are you taking past issues and making current partner pay for past issues right. that they have no responsibility in? Right. So there's always that fine line between having high standards, mm -hmm. but then are you making them pay for what you got hurt for in the past? Right. Unreal, unrealistic standards. Yeah. Cause now they're unrealistic and you're like, and so you, you, you've got to, you, they've got to be in a neutral ground, mm -hmm. but meet the standards that you want, mm -hmm. you know, whether that's, uh, you know, your, your spouse or your, your, someone you're dating or your job or, you know what I mean? So mm -hmm. it's, and I feel like if you can, if you can be in that pattern and have that neutral thinking to where you're like, Hey, I'm not going to make this person pay for my, my ex yeah. of what, what they did. Right. I'm going to allow them to be them, but I have my standards and my standards are X and you meet that. Mm -hmm. Then I think success potentially can happen there because you've given it the ability to grow. Right. If you don't, it's just stifled and you're like, you're never going to meet my standards, yeah. but you never even let them grow. Right. And so, uh, you know, that's, that's something knowing from just my past mm -hmm. uh, is that those are mistakes I've made in the past for sure. Yep. You know, yep. and you know, I've been, I've, I've been with my wife for 22 years. You know, we have two, we have two amazing kids. My wife has, has been on this journey with me in mixed martial arts since the beginning, mm -hmm. you know, and, People ask me sometimes, hey, coach, you know, how, why have you guys been together so long? How have you been together so long? Mm -hmm. And I always say, you know, the thing I always get, always come back to is it's not that you, you're going to be in the same lane on the road for 22 years because right. you're not. Right. It's that you stay on the same road. Right. Sometimes I'm going to be over in the left lane. She's going to be in the right lane. Yeah. But when it goes to the left, the road goes to the left, we don't fork off. Right we at least stay right. inside on the road. Right. And yes, you want to be in the same lane with each other more than not, but you, you have to stay on the same road and right. you have to consist and people are going to change. Right. You know, people say all the time, well, people don't change. You're right. You're right. Kinda, but people grow. Mm -hmm. People, people's expectations grow. Mm -hmm. People's expectations diminish. Yeah. Th those things that's the road yeah. like that is the road progress versus growth correct um or i should say yeah yeah growth versus not changing um and i think that you're absolutely right i think it's the the values is what dictates where you're going yes you know i feel like that's what i'm always looking for i'm like i know i'm gonna I'm going to fall in love with someone who we have the same values mm -hmm. shared values because that means we're going towards the same destination you especially know? at the beginning yeah especially core values are huge right <laughs> but then it's it's the differences that's going to create the chemistry for sure you know for otherwise sure. i'd marry myself yeah you like, marry that's yourself boring. that's boring as you hell yeah, yeah yeah so i want to i want to <laughs> avoid that um but i do feel like a big big part of that is just absolutely having those conversations so that you know what you're getting yourself into mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. um and, and then, ask hard questions i mean yeah. if you're if you're getting serious with somebody yeah Ask some tough questions. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, what, what, how do you want to raise your kids in faith? Mm -hmm. how, how would you raise your kids? How do you think you would raise your kids? Mm -hmm. 
you know, those kind of things are, that, that's a big deal. Yeah. How, what your vision of raising a kid yeah. is versus totally. what your faith vision is versus theirs. Yep. You know, if you're a suit, if you have a lot of faith and, and they're totally against it right. and you're trying to change them into your view, it probably is going, you, it might, yeah. it might be okay for a little bit, right. but it's probably going to end badly. Right. And, and same with, same with core values of how you're going to, if you're not on the same page with kids, that's a huge deal. For I sure. mean, how, sure. if you, you don't have to be the same, but you at least have to have the similar core value of yeah. this is how, this is how I envision doing this. Mm -hmm. And as you become a parent, you realize that it, it, your instinct <laughs> takes over and, and you're like, oh shit, it is all about core value. Yeah. And so um, that, that's gotta be in sync. Right. You know, that just because you like Italy and she likes Germany, you can get through that. Yeah. Yeah. Go yeah. to both places. Yeah. But in big stuff that means a lot to you or yeah. to anyone listening or me, you better, you better at least be on the same road. Right. You know, which makes me think of probably what you've built with your gym, which is probably very reflective of what you've built with your relationship and what you've built internally in your own mindset, which is like your values kind of dictates your culture mm -hmm. and you have a, probably a culture at your gym. You also probably have a culture, a family culture. Like I think about these things and then, you know, in my own dating when I'm, you know, that's, that's, that's important for me too. And I, and I have these conversations mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, I've gotten far down that road with several women over the years. Um, <clears throat> when we connect on, this is, this is how we foresee kids or this is how we foresee, you know, being on that same highway together and where it's kind of fun to, to dream you yeah. know, about those type of things. But if you don't have the same, the same mindset in some regards, um, just in terms of even having an open growth minded mindset i think is so important it's huge um otherwise for me just being that that is my one of my top core values then it's hard to hard to to not question whether or not someone's going to have your back while you continue to grow you know um if they're scared of you know the uncertainty of growth yep. when, when i'm kind of thinking to myself it's just like sports like how do you how do you grow unless you fail yep. and we're gonna have to fail whether it be in business or relationship or health like <clears throat> and i think that's those are all things that a lot of people probably don't think about that i didn't think about earlier in my life yeah. but that are that are the the differentiators between success or not right mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so and you know my it, it's funny as you thought that it, it makes me think of my dad because my dad obviously i said you know he was young when he had me um my parents always have a, had a really turbulent relationship. Yeah. Uh, of course, got divorced in time. My dad was was with many women and uh, never really happy with with any of them. Um, was consistently bouncing back and forth and living with different women and or they live with him and you could just tell that he was just he was just trying to fill a void, you know, and. The most growth I ever saw my dad have is when he just he just said, "Listen, I'm gonna ha I'm gonna have buy my own place. I'm gonna live in my own place by myself, and I'm just gonna I'm gonna grow as as me right now." You know, I don't think he consciously made all those decisions at that point. Maybe he did. I'd have to ask him. But the point is, is that he went and lived by himself and 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 reconnected with himself and whatever the time period of, of that is for, for anyone is different. But for, for my dad, for example, it was years, you know, where 
he wasn't really dating anyone. If he was, it was super casual. And he was just doing him. And that time period is such a crazy growth time period because there's a lot of reflection there where you get to know who you are and you get to, you get, you get to find some peace and you're not putting your joy on someone else. Like, well, that person's going to bring me the joy that I'm missing. Right. And instead, like you got, you can't give anyone joy unless you have the internal joy first. Right. And I feel like he was missing that for a long, 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 long time. And it, it's funny because he, he knew this lady uh, at work. She was one of his vendors that worked uh, with him and would come in and out, you know, and he would employ her company to work for them. He knew her for 15 years. And it's funny because you always hear this stuff like, serendipity or timing is everything totally. you could find the right person but the timing's wrong totally. that happens a lot yeah anyway my dad knew this lady for 15 years and in in the interim of you know still having that professional relationship with her he was growing over here in his himself yeah. where he'd never done this before since he was 17 years old just focused on himself yeah. right yep. and so he does this for years he meets he then chemistry happens with this lady that, that he uh, had been employing or what have you. And, and now they're together and they've been together, um, you know, for a couple of years now and, and they live together and they, and they're thriving because, and I don't know what her journey was like on the other side. I know that she had been single for a little bit too, but the thing about it is if they were both were in similar positions in growth, and then the timing was right mm -hmm. and they didn't compromise core value. Yep. And you know, my mom, not that old, but he, in the sense of, um, of life, but you know, he's in his, he's in his early sixties. Yeah. And so did he think in his head at 17 that it was going to take him till he was in his early sixties to find that joy and then find someone? No. He didn't know the time period. Yeah. The cool part about that story, though, is that it, it, it happened. Mm -hmm. And he's not in control of the time period. Right. Right? Right. He's not. He's in control of today. And he's in control of his growth. He wasn't growing when he was with all those women mm -hmm. and trying to fill these crazy voids with just having someone in his life. Mm -hmm. He wasn't. And he just changed as a person once that happened and, and for the better. And now when he's with his current wife, my dad's a completely different dude than I knew. Right. Yeah. And I'm like, wow, who the hell is this guy? Yeah, yeah. And it's cool to see. Yeah, and cool. so, but timing is not our job. Right. It's God's job. Right. Our job is to enjoy the process, even when it's stormy outside totally. and not that you're going to be like, Oh, this is great, but don't run from that shit. Right. Go grow, go grow. Right. Even though it's hard. Right. I mean, I, I guarantee, uh, sitting in in quarantine by yourself. You know, because I, I can't speak on that. I, I have a family. Yeah. Right. But I guarantee, sitting in quarantine by yourself, there's some reflection moments probably where you're like, "What in the hell yeah. is going on?" Yeah. And it would be really nice to call up. At what's you know? I know. Yeah. She's not the exact fit, but it would cure some of the loneliness, yeah. or yeah. you know. Yeah. And so, again, I, I can only assume, I can't speak for you because I'm not you, but mm -hmm. I'm sure that you've had that in your life with 
with you you obviously being single now and and having some of those learning lessons in in marriage and and life and all those things so i'm i'm sure that's probably helpful for you to talk on that because i guarantee some of your viewers are in your spot yeah yeah that's a battle for sure yeah that's absolutely a battle um because i think it's it is and it's and at that whether it shows up in relationships or business or just lifestyle habits Mm -hmm. which is like hey i'm lonely right now uh or i'm stressed right now i'm going to eat something that's not all that healthy you know in the short term so it's instant gratification for longer term you know ill effects on your health (laughs) you know physical health mental health relational health you know i've had certain areas of my life where i'm dialed in and other areas where i'm just not as disciplined you know and i think that comes back to again a variety of things but not being clear on the vision maybe Mm -hmm. as clear as i'd like to be in certain areas of my life um just limiting beliefs that probably I have set up for like mm-hmm. my sense of identity or where I shame myself. So I feel like oh, I'm weak in these areas, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think that probably shows up, like you said, we're, whether you're a world champion or you're, you know, yeah. Joe Schmo, oh, yeah. we all have, that's the funny thing is that human behavior is all, we're all so much more alike than we are different, Sure, you know, in terms of how we deal with stress or when we uh, have successes in our life. Um, and there's one thing that I think of when you, when you say that too is, <clears throat> I was watching a, an interview with Oprah and Jay-Z Uh-oh. a long time ago. Uh-oh. Yeah. And she asked him the great question, which is like, what's, what's the one question you have yet to answer in your life? You know? She asked him that? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I loved his answer. His answer was like, he, he didn't really even have to think about it. He's like, I have yet to figure out where the growth is in success. Mm. He's like, I am who I am today because of all my failings, mm-hmm. you know? And, mm-hmm. uh, and thankfully that's, that's what he attributes all his success to and just really got me like huh because it's like tony robbins says it like when people uh you know what what does he say when when people succeed tend to party and when people lose they tend to ponder you know (laughs) and in the the losing if you will the Mm -hmm. the pondering is where a lot of the growth comes you Mm -hmm. know and i think yeah being being single and covid hanging out by myself you know at home it does some pondering yeah there's there's always pondering maybe too much pondering on my, on my part uh <laughs> need to go I, fishing more yeah right? paralysis <laughs> by analysis yeah yeah um but that's all again this the idea to your to your earlier point it's not to shame myself or for no. any of us listening to shame ourselves for oh gosh i should be married by now i should have children i should be you know making X always say like or, says who yeah yeah, right. Who's saying this? Yeah. Like, I, I mean, it's our ego, I think. It's I know. Like, like, who's saying, what What do you mean you should be married yeah. based on who? Yeah. Like, what, what are we talking about? You know? Right. Um, and I know people be like, well, it's easy for you to say you've been with your wife for 22 years. You don't understand yeah. the, you don't understand it. But I was single once too. Yeah. And so I never, I never got married because I felt that pressure of getting married. I got yeah. married because I was like, I'm not settling here this this woman for me is is uh is the woman of a lifetime i've out punted my coverage here so you better you better grab on you know right and so but the the point is is like who who says all this shit that that we talk about like what what are you talking about when you have these expectations where you get where are you getting your information because just because my journey is with my wife for 22 years to present day doesn't mean that yours is wrong if 
you're single right now and you're and you're just trying to navigate and figure out what's right for you right we're not right or wrong right <laughs> who, who says that that's a success right. you know I, if I have that internal joy for myself and for my family, for my decisions, that's success. Mm-hmm. That's not happiness because happiness and joy are such two different things. Mm-hmm. You know, happiness, you tell me a joke, I laugh, it's funny. Mm-hmm. And then it flees and it's gone. Mm-hmm. Joy is that inter- internal joy where, you know, you're just, you wake up and you're fired up. Right. Today, let's get after today. Right. Right. I, I'm fired up about what I'm doing, what right. my relationships are, my vision. And that's the thing is, that's why I hate um, New Year's resolution stuff. Yeah. I hate that shit. Same. I hate it. Same. Um, because, and I've done it before where I've been like, I'm going to do this and then I do and it doesn't last. And then, and then you, you know, you just fades. Right. One of the things I've done with, our, with my team is, and I learned this actually from uh, John Gordon. He, he's written several books. Um, uh, Energy Bus is one of his books. Uh, I'm a big, I'm a big reader. So, and I don't read just motivational stuff, but this book is one of those. Anyway, he, um, he has a, has a thing that he does and, and they pick a word, he picks a word for the year, mm. whatever your word is, mm. you, that's what you're standing by. Mm. My word, for example, for 2020 is funny, especially with all the nonsense that's gone mm. on in 2020. My word is Buffalo. Um, because of the story, if we go back to running into the storm, yeah. right? So essentially Buffalo to me means run into the storm. Yeah. And, but I have my team pick the words and, and these guys pick their word and then they go, we have these big pillars in the gym that obviously hold the, the structural foundation of the building up yeah, yeah. and we have to cover them with big, um, pads. Yeah. yeah pads. So they don't run into the yeah. hole. Right. So, but on those, uh, we've taken a we've taken a sharpie and written down our words. Cool. So if you go over to the motivation poll or whatever the hell you want to call it, you can see that hey, you know this. this what what is why? What's persistence? You can, you know that that's a, that's a that's a word on there. You know what is pace? What does that mean? You know what what does buffalo mean? Like those are things, and you can go ask people, and then people can say to you, uh, "This is what it means to me." And instead of a resolution. I found that carrying out that internal word has helped a lot because when you're being a bitch and you're like, oh man, I want to run from the storm. I got to be like Buffalo, bro. Yeah. It's time to run into that thing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so for me, instead of doing like a, like, like a, a new year's resolution, uh, we've picked a word and and again, I learned that Love from, that. from John Gordon, but that's, yeah. that's something that has helped me a lot. I'd encourage you or any anybody that's listening or watching to to try that try that for a year go pick a word and try it for a year yeah you know or pick a couple i don't know but we pick one and, yeah. and we stick to that one and then every year we change it love that yeah so love it's that. pretty but that stuff can be powerful right you know which is again you could call it a a standard that yeah. you're that you're focusing on versus an expectation i mean you said it earlier which is like who says you have to be married by now? That's an expectation that we kind of arbitrarily set, you know, in the same sense that you, the, the, the difference between, you know, that as it shows up, maybe, and correct me if I'm wrong in your gym would be you standing outside of, of the, the cage, watching one of your fighters grapple and being like, no, you should have done this right there. You're like what, why should I like, no, I expect you to do these moves when these happen as if you're attempting to micromanage 
something that's not even within your control versus right. saying this is the standard that mm -hmm. that this gym's culture mm -hmm. you know is founded upon which is just excellence mm -hmm. you know give me a hundred percent commitment you're killing a ton but that's because a lot of times people are after after and asking me what's the difference because i'm like change you know I've heard this too, exchange your expectation for appreciation mm -hmm. and that'll change your life. And just, just focus on total appreciation, which is what I do now. I'm like, yeah, like would I like to have things be different in my life perhaps. And yet I'm loving life where it is right now too. And I also know that when I'm married and I have kids and they're all running around and, you know, spray painting the walls and shit like that. I'm like, oh, remember, the, remember that time when it was just me and I didn't have to ask. It was so much easier. I could go to bed when I, when I wanted to go to bed and sleep in when I wanted to sleep in. Like, I know there's going to be those times. Yeah, there's a give and take. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, let go of the expectations and, and rather set that high expectation. I'm sorry, high, set that high standard of giving it your all, right? Yeah. Which, which is, goes to Michael Jordan. Everything that we're talking sure. about, there's, there's obviously sure. tons of themes that are kind and of- It should feel scary, by the way. Yeah. Right. If it, if it's, if it's high, yeah. that should feel scary yeah. where you're like, I don't know how I'm going to achieve all this. Right. It, and, and whether you believe in God or not, I do. So that's going to take divine intervention right. on my, t uh, on my end. When I look at my vision, right. I'm not gonna be able to do it all alone. Right. I'm going to need some help. Right. And, uh, I'm like, baby Jesus, please help me here. You know what I mean? Infant baby Jesus. Right. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so, but I'm being funny there, but the point is, is you're not gonna be able to do it all on your own by yeah, the way yeah. and and whether whether you have a faith base or not i can only speak about me my faith base is i'm gonna have to lean on god to help me get through some of this yeah which is really hard to do because submitting for me is really tough that way mm -hmm. right submitting on the mat is tough too right right but I, you've learned to tap though right, right. sometimes in life i'm like all right man you tell me lean on you the word, the, the Bible, as I read it daily, says submit, mm -hmm. let, let him guide you. Yeah. And I'm like, it's really tough, man. I got this. I got this. I got this. Yeah. I got. And then there's days when I just get broke and yeah. I'm like, all right, I'm submitting. Yeah. And I'm, all right. Help me. Yep. You know, yep. whatever you're saying to your faith, uh, again, you don't have to have the same as mine, but that's what I do. Mm -hmm. And um, sometimes you gotta, you just gotta submit to that and be present and, and be like, all right, uh, the, the, the timeline is not of our control. Right. right. And, and that's hard to deal with. Super hard. It yep. is because yep. we're very impatient when it comes to that stuff. Yep. Yep. Me included. Yep. And, and, but your dreams have to be so big that it's going to take some of that. Right. They have to scare you, you know, and they have to be big they, and your standards have to be high. Right. And just not it's just not the right time yet yeah yeah i know you're like yeah i know but you know fuck off you you you're going home to a wife and two kids <laughs> right right, right. And, and i'm like yeah i get it but it's just not your time yet right. or you know, i want to be a world champion i get it but you're yeah. a blue belt yeah we need we need to get to expert level to compete and then go be mm -hmm. become a world champion mm -hmm. that takes time mm -hmm. you know are you willing to put the put the work in to get there even though it's not going to be exactly on your timeline. Right. That, that's the thing, yeah. you know? Yeah. And uh, I struggle. It's not like I got that all figured out. Yeah. But, but through a lot of failure and a lot of time, yeah. um, it becomes more clear. And when I submit and let go of the reins a little bit, and I don't mean that like God's going to take care of everything. I hate when I hear that, mm -hmm. even though that's probably true. 
okay? You're still going to have to put in the hard work, right. but, but you're going to have to lean on someone too. Mm-hmm. And for me, you know, uh, 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 for my process, for my vision, uh, I have to submit sometimes today and I don't submit enough. I, right. I'm not, I'm not great at that. that right. That's, that's something I struggle with a lot too, is submitting on that end and, and being like, all right, man. Cause I feel, cause I'm a type A guy. I don't like, I'll just drive forward and get it done. I'll yeah. figure it out. Yeah. And, but sometimes it doesn't work. Yeah. You know, it I don't, work. I would, I would think at least what I've seen from my family members, my friends, all those that have kids, that that's probably one of the biggest areas of submitting or surrendering that you're required to do in this human ex- ex- experience, which is like you love something so much in, you know, the, the faces of your children. And yet there's going to be plenty of times as they get old and older, they'd be like, you're going out, be home by 1 a.m. Yep. or be yep. home by 11 p.m. Like, God, I trust I yeah. trust that they're going to come home safe. Yeah. Like that and just letting kids fail yeah. so that they learn otherwise you're you're only enabling you know you're prolonging their growth right. you know right exactly <laughs> they're gonna be a 35 year old yeah. in the basement living in the basement know, mommy making you lunch right you know, right every day right yeah it's you know like it's funny because my daughter she's she's 16 so she's driving mm-hmm. she's had her license for I don't know, seven, eight months, something like that. Yeah, yeah. She's hit two cars, nothing major, right. like all in the parking lot where she's backed out yeah. and bumped a bumper. Yeah. But I'm like, oh my God, <laughs> you, are you kidding me? But when I think back at it, I'm like, yeah, you got to bump some bumpers to learn I how to drive. <laughs> right. Absolutely. Got to bump some bumpers to yeah. learn how to drive. And uh, that's why I didn't go buy you. A, a, I mean, she's got a nice car, but I didn't go buy her a nice car, right? Cause you're going to bump some bumpers. For sure, for sure. And if we don't, if she doesn't learn how to do that stuff, she doesn't learn how to navigate and drive like uh, on the, Value on the highway. Right. Yeah, and yeah, so, yeah. um, it all goes back to it all. It's all from the stem what we're talking about. Totally. And that's, that's a foundational piece. Yeah. And, but to get a strong foundation, you got to be willing to go put a lot of work in. Yeah. You got to be willing to have self exploration and growth. And that's tough because th- that's not easy. No, that's not easy. And what is the the key to that? My thought goes to like the, to have that drive. It has to come from a greater sense of purpose. Like it has to come from the inside here versus like we talk about all out there, right? Mm-hmm. You got to figure out your why. Mm-hmm. As you're just going through the, you're gonna burn out at some point if that's where it's coming from. You know, mm-hmm. whether it be your your you know, foundation and and God or whatever the case might be. But I feel like it has to be something greater than yourself. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, if you're just looking out for your own needs, you know, to be a world champion or Mm -hmm. to be with that significant other, or like you're ultimately going to get what you want and then be like, is this this all there is? You know? So I do feel like it still falls back to having that purpose of, of, of just showing up and enjoying that process of or falling in love with who you're becoming right because there's going to be the highs and lows the trophies and the losses all along those journey you know using that as a metaphor for all of our lives and yet if you're not really in love with that process of hitting the mat every single day Mm -hmm. and dating your wife or your husband or your significant other like when it's boring or you know then it's gonna lose its juice and you're gonna start to question like why am i even showing up at the gym Mm-hmm. Why are we even doing this relationship? Why am I even taking this risk in this business that I own? 
if you're not really clear with why you're doing it. Mm-hmm. You think that's true? Yeah, no, I do. I, um, there's a rapper named Russ. He he uh, he says, "Trust the what, fuck the when, know the why." Yeah. Right. Yeah. And it's pretty profound yeah. if you think about that. Yeah, I like that. You know, he says, "Trust the what, fuck the when, know the why." And so the what and the why are what matter. Mm-hmm. The when we put, we put way too much weight in, mm-hmm. me included. Mm-hmm. And if you take the middle piece and you look at the what and the why, yeah. that then is going to shape where you're headed. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and so the when is what stops us. Well, how come I haven't gotten the promotion? Yeah. I've been working my ass off. Come I did, it, I did it for two years now. Yeah. Well, maybe it's going to take five, mm-hmm. you know, or how come I'm not a world champion yet? I've been, been at this for 10 years. Um, how come I haven't found the right girl yet? I've been single for three, mm-hmm. right? So the when is the issue, but, but, you, but the when is nothing if you don't know the what and the why. So right. again, it goes back to, I always say this to my fighters, you have to have a system, organized system on paper. Mm-hmm. You have to understand how to drill your organized system for your strengths mm-hmm. and where we need to sharpen up. Mm-hmm. So you need to have an organization organization of your system. And if you put it on paper or whiteboard on your phone, however you learn, mm-hmm. we have to ha- have to be able to have an organization. And let's just say the organization of your system is A to Z. When you're on F, you should be able to come back to A and you should be able to jump from A to Z and Z back to M. And, and that should recycle. So your systems should recycle, right? And right. so if you have a system in place and you can recycle your system, it takes organization, though, to build it. And if we do that, then we start to learn what the what and the why is. Mm-hmm. And the when doesn't matter because we're consumed with organization of our game. Mm-hmm. And then when it's time to go compete, so if you and I are we're going to spar live right now, we got to shut this off now. Turn off the brain. Yeah. It's not time to think anymore. Yeah. Don't think. Right. It's time to just work on instinct. Right. And so I think too often in life, we don't trust our instincts. Our instincts say X, but then we're like, but, and then we get emotions involved. Totally. Whereas if you would just trust instinct, instinct is, is right. And so trust the instinct. Yeah. But you've got to have the process, the organization of your process, and you've got to have, or your vision, however you want to call that, You've got to have, and you've got to be able to recycle back and forth, even though it's not A, B, C, D, E, F, and it's not going in consecutive order like you want it. You have to be able to understand that A to Z means this. Sometimes I go go to go Z to M. Sometimes I got to go all the way back to the beginning to restart and recycle my process. And I think that is the, that's one of the keys to, to life is that we, you've got to, if you have a vision, what is it? And, and then, in the vision, what's the process to get there? Yep. Right. Yep. So that's the what. Yep. And then why do you want to do all of this? Mm-hmm. What's your purpose? Mm-hmm. Like, what's the purpose of the why? Why? Yeah. why? Right. And so yeah. answer that to yourself. What's the purpose of the why? Mm-hmm. And then from there, from there, these two things, the what and the why, consume you so much that the when is like, oh shit, it happened. Yeah. And it's not that you're not going to think and be like, damn, wish this would happen. No, you are. Yeah. But don't be consumed with the win. Go go back to your process and recycle and do the things and 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 evolve and and grow your system and change tweak your system 
but have a base foundation of system, right? right? And right. so, and then when it's time to compete, date, be, get married, fight in the cage, play a football game, when it's time to compete, mm-hmm. trust your instincts and then shut this off yeah, and yeah, go. Yeah, yeah. Let's go. Yeah. Stop, don't think, stop thinking. Yeah. Right? It's because we just, now you, you're overanalyzing everything. Because we're processing, processing. Yes. Well, yes, there's times to process. That's when we drill, yep. like in fighting. Right. It's when we drill and we coach and we yep. drill. And then we flow it together and you're still kind of processing. And now I'm like, okay, go live. Turn this shit off. Just go. Go. Yeah. Just go. Like you know? your inst- and trust your instincts. Trust your instincts. And your training and your Exactly. Yeah. That's why I tell my fighters all the time before they fight. You wouldn't be here if you didn't earn the opportunity. Mm-hmm. You know how to fight. You, you wouldn't be here if you didn't earn the opportunity to know how to fight. Yep. Go trust your instincts tonight yep. and have a blast. Because yeah. what's the point? I mean, otherwise, what's exactly. the point? Exactly. And, and it's that simple, right? right. Is, is go have a blast, yeah. right? And, yeah. and go make a statement. Yeah. I just had a kid that fought a couple weeks ago. His name is Brandon Royball. I've trained that kid since he was 16. He's 26 now. So yeah. for 10 years, I've been training him. Yeah. He used to ride his bike to the gym. You know, a little 16-year-old, skinny little 16-year-old. He just got the opportunity to take a short-notice fight in the UFC for his UFC debut. He was the LFA champion, which is a regional promotion um, across the U.S., and he was the champion for them. So, obviously, he's he's a great fighter. But he was on the regional scene. So, if you're comparing it to – Major League Baseball, for example, he was in the AAA. Minor league, He was the champ of the AAA. Okay. And uh, it's time to come up. It was his time, you know? And so he got an opportunity. We took it on super short notice. He, he, his opportunity, by the way, was, oh, by the way, you get this really good opportunity, but you get to go fight number 11 in the world in your debut in the UFC. Okay. Okay. My kid was like, fuck yeah, let's go. You know? And I was like, hell yeah, you've been training for 10 years. You are the epitome of coming in daily and and me having to kick you out of the gym he's one of those kids like dude you're doing too much get the hell out of here right that kid went in there and and literally changed his life Mm -hmm. because he went in there he he finished the number 11 guy in the second round Mm -hmm. with a with a a submission what we call a a arm triangle from top but he finished him and he was awarded a bonus on top of his show and win money which allowed him to stop uh, working full time and just focus solely on, on fighting his craft. And a story like that is you're like, holy shit, that actually exists. Yeah, it exists. But for 10 years and, and still today, the kid's just in their love and process. But for 10 years, he did, he was never consumed by the win ever. He's never been a kid. Of course he wanted to be in the UFC. I'm not saying he didn't talk about that. But he, he wasn't consum- consumed like, by that. When are we going to get there? When no, are we no, no. Get there? Yeah. He would just work his ass off, work his ass off. Just trust him. Trust him, work come. his ass off. Yeah. Then he got opportunity. But you got to be ready when opportunity knocks because it, it can come short. It knocks on weird times when you're like, oh, shit, am I ready? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and he didn't have to think that. And that's why he just went in there and trusted his instincts, you know. And he was upset at himself after the fight. He was like, coach, I'm so much better than that. I didn't get to showcase who I really was. I know I got the finish. I know I beat number 11 in the world, but I'm so much, you know, I'm better than that. And he was upset. And I love that drive in him. Yeah. But I told him at that moment, I said, 
because I've been here before with fighters. I said, don't you dare take away from the joy yeah. that you've worked your whole life. Enjoy this moment. Uh, enjoy this moment. Yeah. Stop it. We'll go back to the gym and get better. Yeah. This is not the time and place. Yeah. Today, you earned this. Yeah. Today, you worked 10 years to get there, and you never were consumed with when. Right. An opportunity knocked, and you went and beat one of the best fighters in your division in the entire world. Not Colorado, not the U.S., yeah. in the entire world. But he had to be prepared for 10 years yeah. to even get that opportunity, and he had to succeed and fail through that. He wasn't undefeated, yeah. so he's failed in his journey here. And, and he went out and, and he capitalized, he changed his life and he made a statement, literally changed his awesome. life in that. But he didn't do it in that, that week. No. He did it in that whole buildup. Yeah. And, you know, if you learn anything from a 16 to a 26 year old kid, you learn that fuck the when. Yeah. It's not, that's not what it's about. Yeah. He's the, he's the epitome of that. Yeah. And he is uh, and he is a leader. Yeah. That, and he's leading. Yeah. He's showing the other individuals on the mat, whether they're already in the UFC or they're not yet, that if you'll do this, stuff will happen when opportunity knocks. You just yeah. need to be mentally, physically ready. Your day will come. Yeah. 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 And yeah. so, you know, that's the, I think that getting back to what you said, I, that's the, that's what it is. And it, from my view, yeah, that's what it is, yeah. is the what and the why. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I don't think we could probably finish on a, on a better note for that. Cause I think anyone that's listening or watching here on the video is like, that's, that's a lot of times I think what we're up against, you know, is when, when is this going to change mm -hmm. or when are we going to get our day? Yep. It's like, when is this going to show up or man, like when I do feel like, cause I spent time in that headspace to, and you end up letting life pass you by. Yeah. Cause you're actually not in the present moment. <laughs> you're either looking forward or, or looking in the rear view mirror. Correct. Right. Correct. And, uh, I think that's just a, a scary place to be. Cause then you wake up and you're, you know, 75 years old and right. you, you haven't lived your life yet. Right. You know? So, and there's a saying I always say in my head is I read a lot. So I remember a lot of the stuff and I lead a lot. So I feel like I, I read a lot of times to not just grow for myself. I do that for sure but to give back to the people that i'm leading and, same, yeah. right and yeah. so and i think a lot of people do that in, yeah. in a position of of leadership or at least i assume they do but mm -hmm. um there's a there's a little saying that says yesterday's history tomorrow's a mystery today's the present so treat it like that mm -hmm. right today's the present and so that gets that just sums up the whole conversation yeah. we had is yeah. is it's it's about today yeah and how do we get better today right and <clears throat> excuse me failing is part of it right and stop being afraid to fail stop being afraid to do that it yeah. hurts it sucks yeah it's not that easy yeah but the scars have stories and stories have success and success builds legacy and that's what that's what we're after you know and so um you know i don't know any of this stuff if i haven't just been submitted thousands of times right right so. Not just reading this from a textbook, you know, you, you've lived it. Correct. Right. Yeah, correct. Right. Well, so thank you for yeah, being man. here. Thank Thanks you for the opportunity, time. brother. Thanks for sharing Appreciate the wisdom. You. And uh, if people want to catch up more with what you're up to, how can they follow you? And, and Yeah, on, uh, on Instagram, I'm, I'm on Insta I'm on all social media, yeah. but I'll respond to you the, the most on Instagram. And I actually do it personally. So nice. uh, Coach Mark Montoya, M-A-R-C Montoya, if you guys want to, Hit me up. I'm always down to uh, to have a discussion or chat or 
interact. Beautiful. So, yeah, Beautiful. thank you for your opportunity. Oh, man. man no, it's been so good. I feel Appreciate like we go for another, another hour or more. So, <laughs> um, time, we appreciate you guys. Thanks for listening in, and we'll catch up with you soon. Later. And I want to thank you so much for listening to The Johnny King Show. And hey, if you got something positive from this episode, please subscribe to the show, share it on your favorite social platform, and then tag me in it so I can say hi. It would also mean the world to me if you wrote a review of the show on Apple Podcasts because I read every single one. Do you feel like there's something I could be doing better? Awesome. I totally thrive on constructive feedback and it's always welcome. So if you've got questions or concerns, you can always reach me via email at podcast at johnnyking.com. And then please follow me on Instagram at johnnyking, facebook.com backslash johnnykingmenscoach on my YouTube channel and LinkedIn. Thanks again for joining me. I've been Johnny King. You've been amazing. And we'll catch up with you next time. Take care.